the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. People, including a woman he was dating in Louisiana yesterday, has been captured after an intense manhunt spanning several states. Dakota Therio, 21 years old, was located in Virginia early today after fleeing the day before. So what did the government shutdown cost? Experts say not very much. S&P Global Ratings estimates the economy lost $6 billion during the partial government shutdown. And while that sounds sizable, in a $19 trillion-plus economy, it's a relatively negligible sum. Most analysts estimate the shutdown will have shaved a few tenths of a percentage point from first-quarter economic growth. That's correspondent Ben Thomas. President Trump ended the shutdown on Friday for at least three weeks. This is SRN News. Hi, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, and I'd like to personally invite you to prepare and respond. It takes place this Thursday, January 31st, at the Eisenhower Community Center in Hopkins from 8 a.m. to 12 noon. We will host three expert speakers who will talk about how to keep your building and staff members safe from a variety of threats. A complimentary breakfast will be served for all registrants. For more information or to register, visit am1280thepatriot.com. Prepare and Respond is supported by Henningsen and Snoxel. You're listening to AM1280, The Patriot. Snelling Heating supports our annual Holes for Heroes live broadcast from Medicine Lake in Plymouth on Saturday, February 2nd. Join Mitch Berg and Brad Carlson of the Northern Alliance Radio Network from 1 to 3 p.m. as they broadcast from our Fish Home Mobile Studios. How Minnesota is that? Holes for Heroes is an annual ice fishing tournament created to honor our veterans both at home and abroad. Visit am1280thepatriot.com for event details. High of 7 with a low of 2. Got a 90% chance of snow. We might see an accumulation of about 7 inches. On the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1... The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is The Closer, Brad Carlson. AM1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we'd like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions regarding today's show content. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, by the way, I did notice a, a new stalker of the hashtag NarnShow uh the hashtag Narn Show that uh, that we utilize for uh, Twitter for the show, and apparently he's a gun grabber. So obviously, with Mitch being a very staunch Second Amendment advocate, this guy has been uploading the hashtag Narn Show uh, Twitter feed with uh, the usual gun grabber pap. So uh, pay no attention, uh, tune out the noise. If uh, you can go ahead and and uh, mute the individual if you like, but his tweets, I have to admit, his tweets are pretty entertaining. So uh, you know, some consider it sport to to uh, shoot down vapid chanting points. But regardless, uh, just uh, use hashtag NarnShow if you'd like to win on the show. And uh, also look us up on Facebook, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Uh, like our Facebook page if you haven't done so already. And uh, we'll definitely uh, keep in contact uh, throughout the show, uh, what we have planned coming up on future broadcasts. A lot going on, that is uh, for certain. Uh, I was on the air last Sunday when I saw a story come out about the incident in Washington, D.C. Saturday, of course, this took place at the March for Life. And by now, if if all you have to say is Covington Catholic boys, and pretty much everybody knows what I'm talking about. Uh, there was an incident on Saturday at the March for Life or after the March for Life where 
some young men from Covington Catholic School in Kentucky were obviously in Washington, D.C. for the March for Life. And the initial story that came out was these young boys, you know, high school boys in red hats, Make America Great Again caps. Everybody knows what they look like, the red caps with the um, uh, the words Make America Great Again, you know, embroidered in there. And a story came out that they were sur- surrounding an elderly Native American man who was beating on a drum. So you can imagine when the media gets just a snippet of what this incident entailed, or if that, if that's all they had, you can imagine that they were running, salivating with it. And there was a video that came out. It was about 20, 30 seconds maybe. Uh, I may, I, not 20, 30 seconds. Maybe a few minutes. And it showed uh, a young man, Nick Sandman, 16-year-old young man, smirking in the face of this Nathan Phillips, Native American man, Bang on a drum. And because this is a Native American man and a 16-year-old kid with a mega hat on is smirking in his face, and he's being surrounded by these boys, well, there you have it, bunch of, uh bunch of young men. And some people in my own Facebook feed, you know, Facebook friends of mine, equated this to the Hitler youth. I mean, right away they ran with it. That That's all they need to see. Just a few minutes of video, let's run with it. Uh, it's... Hitler, it's the equivalent of Hitler Youth. You know, the MAGA hat, I mean, a lot of people are comparing the MAGA hat to, like, the modern-day white hood, you know, of the Ku Klux Klan. Specifically, a- actress Alyssa Milano. She was one of the first ones who I saw made that characterization. And um, I think a lot of the things that Alyssa Milano tweets out these days, I'm no psychiatrist, so this may be irresponsible for me to say, but I think she's broken. Seriously, some of the some of the stuff that comes out of her Twitter feed it's like you got to be kidding me! No sane, rational human being flies off the cuff like that. It's just insane, and she's certainly not the most insane one. That's that's what's scary. Uh, and again, I don't. I, I'm hesitant to throw words around like that. It's, it's probably not very responsible of me, but I'm sorry. I read stuff like this. It's like I'm this. The, there's not a lot of rationale going on there. There's not a lot of deep breaths being taken before something is thrown out into uh, cyberspace. You know, that's just my interpretation of it. But be that as it may, that was a story that had come out. And uh, I, you know, I was paying attention to the news from the March for Life. Didn't I heard, I saw the story in the periphery on Twitter. Uh, even someone even sent Mitch a tweet during his show because I was following the Narn Show Twitter feed as I normally do during Mitch's show and someone linked to the uh, uh, Covington Catholic Boys Twitter feed. That was at this point, uh, the Twitter feed was uh, was locked down so they could accept no new followers or no one else could see their tweets unless they followed them initially because they were obviously getting a lot of harassment on their Twitter feed. And I, uh, I didn't pay much attention to it then. And on Sunday, I saw this story come out from, uh, let's see, Robbie Suave. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Robbie Suave of Reason.com. And the title of his piece is, If You Still Think Nick Sandman's Smile is Proof of Racism, You're Seeing What You Want to See. Because by that point, a much longer video had come out, more than an hour, in fact, close to two hours worth of footage, where if you witnessed it in its whole context, you saw that the main perpetrators of this were not the high school boys, were not the Native Americans, although they did have a you know little conflict, but it was a, a group entitled the Black Hebrew Israelites, which is described as a black nationalist cult. And they are such a uh, wacko group, for lack of a better term, that the conservative stooges at the Southern Poverty Law Center deems them a hate group. Okay. I'm being facetious there. The Southern Poverty Law Center is very free to throw around the hate group label on right of center organizations, particularly the Alliance Defending Freedom, the organization dedicated to protecting religious liberty for all citizens, regardless of political stripes. Yeah, they're a hate group in the eyes of the SPLC. Well, the SPLC labels the black Hebrew Israelites, okay, as a uh, as a hate group, and uh, it's safe to say these people are not conservative. Okay, just want to throw that out there. So if you watch 
the entire two two hours, almost a two hours of video footage available, you see that it quite didn't. It wasn't as simple as some white high school kids in red mega caps harassing a Native American man who later was learned to be a Vietnam veteran, and then even later on after that turned out, eh, that that's not true. So that's another layer to the story. But you see the the, the issue that crops up here: the media, which is so. Uh, hostile to the Trump administration, and to a certain extent, I can understand because Trump constantly insults their professionalism. He, he, you know, he'll call the media the enemy of the people. He will refer to them as fake news, even when they're putting out stories that are very verifiably true and are uh, unflattering to the Trump administration. The president will just dismiss it as fake news, which again, I bristle at both those aspects when he labels the media enemy the people and when he labels something that's obviously true as fake news. Uh, so I, I don't like it. All that being said, it's getting harder and harder to defend some media outlets for the simple reason that they're taking no time to vet these stories. They're willing to go with three, four-minute viral videos and run with it. And what they later came to find out after they stepped on a bunch of rakes is that, some of these three, four-minute videos were woefully out of context when you look at almost the into, entire two hours of footage that's available out there. And I read a little bit of Robbie Swab's piece at the uh, at Reason.com. In the nearly two hours of video footage that greatly elucidate what happened between a group of boys from Covington Catholic High School and Native American veteran Nathan Phillips, there are many moments that turn the media's initial false narrative Racist teens harass well-meaning elderly man on its head. And uh, Robbie goes on to link to a bunch of um, a bunch of videos. So you can find that in his piece. Again, it's Reason.com and Robbie Suave's piece. If you still think Nick Sandman's smile is proof of racism, you're seeing what you want to see. Uh, this video shows a confrontation between Phillips and teenager Nick Sandman, accused of harboring racial intentions as evidenced by his unfailing smile from a different angle. One of Phillips' associates, another Native American man, is standing near Sandman and enters an argument with a different MAGA hat-wearing teenager. The Native American man says, Go back to Europe where you came from. This is not your land. You have been here two, three generations compared to us. We've been here a million bleeping years. The MAGA teen responds, That's not true. Let's go all the way back to Africa, and proceeds to tell the story of the land bridge that once connected Asia to North America, which allows humans to settle these lands some thousands of years ago. His opponent counters that uh, that this is a BS theory. Keep in mind the teen saying that all human beings originally came from Africa is a member of the group of young people initially described by countless pundits as obviously, undeniably racist. But the next moment is what really matters. Sandman takes notice of the argument and quietly signals to the other teenager. It's very quick and easy to miss. He makes a cut-it-out gesture. Surely if Salmon's objective had been to harass the Native Americans and sow racial discord, he would not have attempted to defuse the situation. In fact, this gesture supports the claim he made in his official statement that he motioned my classmate and tried to get him to stop engaging with the protester as I was still in the mindset that we needed to calm down tensions. Uh, just an aside, this is a 16-year-old kid. Um... He would de- he definitely had more calm and foresight than anybody's ever giving him credit for. Because I tell you, if it had been me, I remember what I was like as a 16-year-old. I wouldn't have known the first thing to do. In fact, I would have hoped I'd been wearing dark pants that day, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> okay? So, kudos to young Mr. Samman. Uh, that's just one moment from the video footage. There are others. There's the moment when the black Hebrew Israelites, a black nationalist cult, tells one of the few black teens that his friends are going to kill him and steal his organs, and a young white man turns to his classmate, touches him affectionately, and says, but we love you. There's the moment when the black nationalists declare that your president is a homosexual, and a high school kid responds, who cares? There's the moment when some of the teens begin to suspect that Phillips has not waded into their midst with the best of intentions. He would later assert to media reporters that the teens were beasts and the cult members their prey and false and possibly will, willful misleading of the situation, and one shouts, I'm so confused. There are also moments that cast some of the teens in a less than favorable light. 
At least one appears to make a tomahawk chop, an an offensive gesture from sporting events in which team names have been taken from Native American culture. That is insensitive behavior that an adult in a position of authority over these young men should discourage in the future. But most of the Covington kids do not perform tomahawk chops. Most jump, wave their arms, and cheer. And many do so, here's the key praise, before Phillips arrives. Their stated explanation, they were attempting to drown out the torrent of hate coming from the black Hebrew Israelites, makes sense, and it squares with the timeline event from the video. If we are to construct a hierarchy of blame for what transpired, it is crystal clear who belongs at the top, the black Hebrew Israelites. The poor choices everyone else may or may not have made look pretty insignificant by comparison. Phillips also engaged in wrongdoing. His choice to blame the boys rather than the hate group exacerbated the fury on social media, and at least one of the members of his entourage appeared to be looking for an argument. So, again, this is just kind of a few excerpts of this piece by Robbie Suave on Reason.com. Everything, it, it, it's very obvious that this flew in the face of some left-wing outlets' narratives. And to the credit, some mainstream media outlets that ran with this were willing to issue corrections. Some were willing to issue corrections via Twitter. Others just deleted their tweets quietly without any explanation. And when we come back, we'll definitely cover some of the subsequent fake, genuine fake news that came out in the aftermath of this particular story. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. It is me, Brad Carlson, The Closer, closing out this weekend's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network Programming, and we will be back for another segment. Go nowhere. Message and data rates may apply. Earning your degree from one of the top business schools in the country might sound impossible to fit into your workload. But what if there were a business degree that furthered your career and gave you access to world-renowned faculty, leaders, and mentors, all on your schedule? One that opened doors to some of the most influential CEOs, tech companies, law firms, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders. And what if you could earn that degree in as little as 16 months, 100% online? To find out more, text GRANT. To 79645. That's G R A N T to 79645. Start your online MBA, information management, or business analytics master's program from the W.P. Carey School of Business at Arizona State University today. Learn more about the W.P. Carey Business Graduate Programs online. Text GRANT to 79645. That's G R A N T to 79645. Does your church, school, or small business know what to do in the event of an emergency? Do you know how to handle threats to your building and property? Are you set up to stop cybersecurity threats and data breaches? Do you have an emergency action plan in place? If you answer no to any of these questions, join us Thursday, January 31st at the Eisenhower Community Center in Hopkins for Prepare and Respond. This free event is geared towards pastors, church security team members, school administrators, and small businesses. Prepare and Respond hosts industry experts who will teach you how to put a scalable action plan in place to keep your congregation, faculty, students, colleagues, and businesses safe. Join us on Thursday, January 31st from 8 a.m. to noon at the Eisenhower Community Center in Hopkins. A complimentary breakfast will be served to the first 100 people to register. To learn more about this free event and register, go to am1280thepatriot.com. Prepare and Respond is supported by Henningsen and Snoxel. Pat Boone here again, and I assure you, I have never before endorsed a pain relief product. Not until now. Not until Relief Factor came along as a 100% drug-free solution for people struggling with ordinary pain. Quite simply, Relief Factor was designed by doctors to help relieve those occasional aches and pains due to aging, exercise, and everyday living. Let me ask you, are aches and pains keeping you from sleeping through the night? or keeping you from taking those nice long walks or playing golf or tennis. You can't really call it living if you can't get around comfortably. The three-week quick start from Relief Factor may be all you need to lower or even eliminate these pains. A whole lot of people have already gone to relieffactor.com, and here's something you need to know. The majority of people who order the three-week quick start, now only $19.95, go on to order more. 
Let's see if we can get you out of pain, too. Go to relieffactor.com. Have you heard about the lonesome loser Beaten by the queen of hearts every time Have you heard about the lonesome loser He's a loser, but he still keeps on trying Hey, welcome back, Game 12 to The Patriot it is the Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson, closing out this weekend's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network programming. Every Saturday from 9 to 11 a.m. on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman, you can hear our friend King Banyan on The King Banyan Show. And also on Saturdays, you can hear our friend and colleague Mitch Berg on these very airwaves, AM 1280, The Patriot. He's on Saturdays, 1 to 3 p.m. He is the headliner edition of the NAR, and I am the closer. Closing out weekends. On Sundays, 1 to 3, and here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. And also feel free to weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Uh, continuing to talk about the aftermath of the Covington Catholic, Bo- uh, Catholic Boys saga, which took place in Washington, D.C. at the March for Life. And, and just kind of an aside here, uh, obviously the Covington Catholic Boys were there for the, for the March for Life, a, a phenomenal event marching on behalf of those who can't speak for themselves. And, wow, is that kind of aligned with what I'm going to talk about the final two segments of this hour, particularly New York State's horrific new abortion law. Uh, This is why we march, and this is why the pro-life cause is still as relevant as ever. And given the uh, literally tens of thousands that marched in Washington, D.C. alone, uh, it's still on the foremost front and foremost of everybody's mind. But that being said, March for Life, I I feel we should take the partisan politics out of it. And I know that typically most people who are pro-life are politically on the right of center side. I get that. But still, we should make this a a, a nonpartisan thing. And, you know, President Trump, he's the president. He, He said a few words there, as he should be allowed to do. If President Obama had wanted to speak before the March for Life, even though he was staunchly pro choice, he should have been allowed to. I know he. I have a feeling he had no desire to do so, but had he wanted to, he he should have. So that being said, that's why I that's the only reason I object to wearing the red mega hats. It's just unnecessarily uh divisive because you know there's going to be some pro-choice protesters there. Now again, I'm not saying they shouldn't do it. I'm just saying it probably be better if you leave the partisan politics out of this because at the at the heart of this is marching on behalf of those on the behalf of those who don't have a voice to speak for themselves, i.e. the unborn who are killed before they're delivered, before they're born, obviously. But that's just an aside. So what really bothered me in the aftermath of this coming Catholic boys saga, look, people sometimes get overzealous and make mistakes. They want to run with the stories, and many retracted their tweets. There were left-wingers as well as right-wingers that were overzealous in their analysis of the situation and ran with the you know, white mega-cap-wearing Catholic kids, uh, surrounded a Native, an elderly Native American man who's also a Vietnam vet, and the story just writes itself, okay? And a lot of people who came out with that perspective quickly retracted it and say, yep, Jumped on it too soon. Should have waited for the full context of a fuller of a uh, longer video. Apologized, da da da, and all is good. Now there are some who just deleted their tweets, gave no explanation. You know, didn't offer retraction because they disdain Trump so much. They have so much disdain for President Trump that they just can't bring themselves to admit they were wrong. And there are others who were so indignant, said, "You know what? Yeah, okay, maybe we didn't quite." get the narrative correct, but can you blame us? I mean, this is the environment that Trump creates. This is the this is the environment that his supporters create. Anybody wearing a red manga cap, if you go to one of those rallies, some of the awful things that they yell there and and when they're out and about, some of the some of the racist things that they, they yell, can you blame us for for being taken in like that? So they they may they may admit they got it wrong, but they 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 put a disclaimer on it. Well yeah, we, we may have got it wrong, but but it's not our fault. It's it's Trump's fault. Or you go a step further, and because these boys were accosted, it's like, well, the 
and the narrative was also perpetuated about how the MAGA caps are the equivalent of the modern-day white hood, i.e. that the Ku Klux Klan used to wear. It's like you can't possibly expect us to sit back idly by while a bunch of young white kids with smiles on their faces are wearing MAGA caps. I mean, that just causes such a visceral reaction or a word that's overused in our society today, triggered. You can't expect us to sit idly by and take that, can you? So, so they'll just go ahead and dismiss it. But what was even, what was probably most pathetic is some outlets were trying to find other dirt to validate their initial assertion that these white Catholic boys wearing red MAGA caps are a bunch of racists. So what do they do? They go out and find other things about Covington Catholic School. There was someone dug up a photograph of a basketball game where I guess high schools do this thing at a game called a blackout, where they dress in all black. But some people see kids dressed in black, including black makeup on their faces. They say, oh, they're wearing blackface. Well, that's obviously racist. And you see a bunch of kids in the, in the crowd, you know, dressed in all black, yelling at the opposing team, and they happen to show the opposing team one of the black players during this basketball game. So that fits another convenient narrative. Well, a couple things wrong with that. Number one, as I said, apparently this is a tradition at high schools. Blackouts were, you know, student sections will dress in all black. And secondly, this particular game was from five or six years earlier when these kids who were in Washington, D.C., on behalf of Covington Catholic, weren't even there. So there goes that myth that's busted. And then NBC News comes out. They come out and with a headline, it read, Gay Valedictorian Banned from Speaking at Covington Graduation, Not Surprised by D.C. Controversy. So when you hear that headline, what do you think? Oh, well, there's some gay kid, openly gay kid at a Catholic high school. Here's a valedictorian, and he wasn't even allowed to speak at the graduation, even though he's valedictorian. Well, that certainly is a racist, xenophobic, homophobic school. Well, again... The Catholic faith teaches that homosexuality is a sin. They didn't ban the kid from attending the school, mind you, okay? Just like they don't ban other kids from going to school because guess what? We're all by nature sinners, right? So this was a narrative, another narrative that they jumped on. Well, a couple things wrong with that. Uh, they failed to mention that uh, Christian Bales is the name of the valedictorian who was asked about this incident and was the valedictorian who happened to be gay. Turns out he didn't attend Covington High School. Yeah, that's right. He didn't attend Covington High School. What they failed to mention is that this Christian Bales attended a totally different high school, Holy Cross High. Now, it's run by the same Catholic diocese as Covington High, but it's not the same school. But if you read this NBC headline, what does it say? It says, see, ah, sorry, I lost my place here. Gay valedictorian banned from speaking at Covington graduation, not surprised by D.C. controversy. Well, he didn't speak at Covington graduation because he wasn't a student there. Don't you think that's a little important? Part of context? And if you even want to take it a step further, he wasn't allowed to speak at his own high school because his speech was politically divisive which officials say, you know what? That's not appropriate for graduation speech. So really, if you look at it, it really, the main reason or the sole reason wasn't even because he was a gay student. It was because that his speech was unnecessarily politically divisive and violated some statutes that the school set in place. So they just kept throwing these stories out there. They, they would not let this narrative die, trying to tar and feather these kids. And what they continually did was continue to step on rakes. They show pictures of a basketball game that happened five, six years earlier where nothing racist was going on. And it was five or six years earlier, which means none of these kids in this kerfuffle were even there. And then you come up with this one with a gay valedictorian valedictorian from Covington who wasn't allowed to speak there. Well, he's not surprised what happened, except he didn't attend Covington High. these people are, are embarrassing. They are. And again, I take 
I, I do not like it when President Trump calls him the enemy of the people, calls it fake news, even though this aspect is legitimately fake news, or he rejoices in the fact that people get laid off from their media jobs. I, I don't like that. I feel it's inappropriate. However, when this there, we, and these are the kind of tactics you continually pull, um, you're not ginning up any sympathy for, for your cause. I'll just say that. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag Narn Show, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Clothes, are coming up with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Where do you go for the latest news and insight into what's happening in Minnesota policy and politics? Americans for Prosperity Radio. Join host Jason Flores for conversation about the issues that matter most and to get the knowledge you need to make a difference. From City Hall to the State Capitol to the Halls of Congress, we're pulling back the curtain and giving you an inside perspective on the economy, health care, education, and more. Americans for Prosperity, Saturdays at 4 p.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network is broadcasting once again, not from our usual undisclosed bunker, but from the ice. I'm Brad Carlson, here with Mitch Berg. Join us and hundreds of others on Medicine Lake in Plymouth for our annual Holes for Heroes live broadcast, an opportunity to salute veterans and those currently serving in the armed forces. Join us on Medicine Lake or tune in from the comfort of home Saturday, February 2nd from 1 to 3. Thanks to Snelling Heating for sponsoring the broadcast. This is Dennis Prager. I want to invite you to join me for a travel opportunity that may be the highlight of your year, maybe even one of the highlights of your life. I'm headed back to Israel in December 2019 for a 10-day Stand With Israel tour, a tour of the key sites and places meant to give you an unprecedented view of a world you've likely only read or heard about. Join Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher on the Stand With Israel tour, December 2nd to the 11th. Register at am1280thepatriot.com. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you'll receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, Forever Cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. Viruses and malware can cause a lot of problems with your computers, especially downtime while you reinstall Windows. Did you know Arby's can clean your PC often without having to reinstall Windows, reconnecting your printers, or having to reload all your programs? Let Arby's take care of the viruses so you can get back to work. Giving your computer problems the boot, Arby's Computer Service. Welcome back, AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions regarding today's show content. And by the way, uh, you've probably been hearing advertisements on uh, these various Salem affiliates. And I want to promote uh, promote this Prepare and Respond event that will be taking place this Thursday from 8 a.m. until noon at the Eisenhower Community Center in Hopkins. Again, it's called Prepare and Respond. It's an event that equips you with the tools you need to protect your church, office, or school. Now, our panel of experts will cover such things as how to put together a scalable emergency action plan for your church, school, or small business, building property, facilities, security measures, cyber-slash-data security breaches, physical security, and how to respond 
once a threat has happened. Uh, in the world we live in today, folks, these are all very salient issues, whether we want to acknowledge them or not. So this is something that you're encouraged to check out again if you are in a position of authority at your church, office, or school. Uh, there will be a free breakfast that will be served at the event as well. So reserve your spot today by going to am1280thepatriot.com. And again, this event is supported by the law firm of Henningsen and Snoxel. And uh, speaking of that particular event, we are going to have on Jeremy Swenson next hour. Uh, he's going to be one of the speakers at this particular event, so we'll kind of get his insights. Uh, he's not going give to give the whole seminar away, of course. You have to go, definitely want to go check that out, but he's going to kind of give you an idea of what's going to be talked about, and eh, maybe we can squeeze a few tips out of him as uh, how to uh, prepare and respond and uh, be prepared accordingly for when disaster strikes. I want to get to another big news item from this past week, these uh, just absolutely horrific uh, abortion law that was passed in uh, in New York State. This was basically called the Reproductive Health Act. And it, well, be quite blunt, it's, it's, it is abortion on demand. Where they allow, where a child is allowed to be aborted in the womb, right up until its due date, and the rationale behind this is, if the mother's health is in peril and needs saving, then an abortion could still take place. Now, there have been prominent OBGYNs that have come out and uh, have said, "Look, un- there are." No circumstances under which a child would need to be aborted that late in order to to save the mother's life. He's basically saying if a an expectant mother, if a, or a woman about to give birth is uh, if her health is in peril, basically aborting the child uh, is not going to save the life at that late late stage, which you know. Is getting literally before birth. And, of course, a lot of pro-lifers came out in response to this very, I mean, let's call it what is very horrific uh, ruling and came out with some pretty uh, powerful visuals. Like there was one young lady a couple days ago posted a photo on her Instagram holding her newborn, and her child was born about a week earlier or so. So basically it, it was went to term, but her due date was actually the 28th, tomorrow. And she said, uh, hey, state of New York, uh, my due date isn't until the 28th. Is is the law still uh, relevant here? And she's holding this week-old newborn, okay? And that is, that's worth uh, a million words right there. That just basically encapsulates everything you need to know. And it's really, and there was a lot of pushback on this from obviously the pro-choice crowd. They say, well, you know, this this was a, a provision added in because, uh, you know, obviously the, the main concern was the mother's health. So if the mother's health is in danger, then there needs to be all options on the table, including abortion. So this was just put in place for, for those provisions. Well, the problem with that is New York already had a law in place taking into account the health and well-being of the mother. So that's not relevant here. And to suggest it is, is to try to deflect from what this law really is and really what it is all about. And that is, like I said, abortion on demand. And what was really ghoulish is the fact that Governor Cuomo, who signed this into law, and there are some still pictures that were taken as he's signing into law of him with a grin on his face and people around him with grinning on their faces, if this is a wonderful thing. And he ordered parts of the city, including like the Alfred E. Smith Bridge and the spire that's atop the new World Trade Center building uh, to be lit up in pink to celebrate passage of the Reproductive Health Act. And to me, that was just uh, just jarring. Here this is, the World Trade Center, the very location where 3,000 people were killed on September 11, 2001, 
after a terrorist attack. And we're lighting up this building in celebration of what? Potentially killing more people. Does nobody see the the, the irony in that? I mean, that's just stunning. And, well, here, I, I was uh, plowing through the tweet here. Yeah, there's uh, Omar El-Hamada. He's an MD, uh, and in his Twitter bio, he's described as an entrepreneurial, uh, entrepreneur, physician, surgeon, theologian. Uh, so he's a board-certified OBGYN and has delivered over 2,500 babies. And he says definitively, and he, well, I'll just read his tweet verbatim. He says, I want to clear something up so that there is absolutely no doubt. I am a board-certified OBGYN who has delivered over 2,500 babies. There's not a f- single fetal or maternal condition that requires third trimester abortion. Not one. Delivery, yes. Abortion, no. I Okay. I mean, this is someone who has done it, delivered children. Uh, were people like this consulted? when this law was being drafted? Or was this just an opportunity to put this law in place because Governor Cuomo fears that Roe versus Wade will be overturned because of the new makeup of the Supreme Court? Now that Brett Kavanaugh, who was looked at by many as a, as a legal constructionist, uh, he replaced kind of the quote-unquote swing vote on the court in Anthony Kennedy, and a lot of people are are concerned now that the court will then take on Roe v. Wade and overturn it, and this is kind of in response to that, the Reproductive Health Act. I, mean, I, I don't know. And it's really it's really difficult to uh, to find a silver lining in this uh, in this particular uh, this particular ruling or this particular law that was passed, I should say. But Allie Stuckey, who is uh, dubbed the conservative millennial, she puts out some entertaining viral videos at Conservative Review, and she also uh, does some freelance writing, writes for Town Hall. Uh, check out her website, uh, Allie-Stuckey.com. Again, she's dubbed the conservative millennial. Uh, I didn't think it was possible to extract a silver lining from this, but uh, she she may have done it. I'll read just an excerpt of her Town Hall piece. Uh, the outrage in the wake of the law from pro-lifers, both conservative and moderate, is palpable. It's also encouraging. Christian influencers who otherwise are genuinely quiet on politics have spoken up about the importance of protecting unborn life. I've received at least a 100 messages from young women telling me how heartbroken and inspired they are to volunteer and donate to their local pregnancy center. Praise God. I think and hope that this act has shown otherwise ambivalent people exactly what the aim of the pro-choice movement has always been, abortion on demand without apology through all nine months. Most people, whether the left likes it or not, just aren't on board with that. And, you know, there may be something to that. I mean, if you have any uh, notion of what abortion entails, even at the earliest stages, say, well, within the first trimester, within within the first couple of months. You know it's a horrific procedure, but a lot of people justify and say, well, you know, it's not a it's not a viable feed it's not a viable human being, it's just a blob of tissue, yada yada yada, doesn't feel pain, doesn't know, doesn't feel anything. And so therefore, you know, when it's taken care of, it's done, it's over with. Well, if people have any notion of what it entails in the first trimester, when people theorize that a fetus doesn't feel pain. Imagine what a fully viable human being would feel. And again, if, if it's allowed right up to the due date, uh, I I don't even want to fathom it. And again, the young lady who posted that very powerful picture of her holding her newborn that was born a week early and is saying, hey, this this little one's due date isn't for a few days. Is it? Uh, is the New York law still relevant to this one? Okay? That, that, that's at her all right there. So if people have any notion of what abortion is at the very early stages and then extrapolate it out to a fully formed human being, that, they, yeah, I imagine some people have been taken aback. And, and you want to, again, the pro-life cause has been a long-sustained cause for 40-plus years. Again, just look at the annual march in Washington, D.C. It's literally tens of thousands every year, okay? 
I mean, CNN touts, touts the March for Our Lives, which is the, well, the gun grabber rally that took place last week. Remember when they broadcast every live show from the, uh, the big rally in Washington, D.C. on that Saturday last year? And that was just one big rally. Okay, this is a sustained rally every single year, and it hardly gets any media coverage. But again, those who are marching in the March for Life do so for a cause that's greater than themselves. They do it on behalf of others. And someone, I thought someone said it. Uh, someone said it best. I I don't have the uh, individual in front of me, but I know. So I'm paraphrasing the quote. So this is not my original quote. I guess is what I'm trying to say is abortion essentially. Uh, eliminates two things. It eliminates the life of the baby and eliminates the conscience of the mother. Because you can't in good conscience, if you're a mother and you have a bond with that child, can't kill that child. And that's why a lot of women in the aftermath of their abortion regret it. And as such, they shouldn't be shamed. They shouldn't be made to feel less of a human being for making that decision because it was a hard, I, I imagine it's a heartbreaking decision when, when it's made, no matter how early in the pregnancy, no question about it. So we as pro-lifers, we need not blame the, the women who actually goes through the abortion, but actually those who would try to enable these women, or I dare say manipulate these women in convincing them that it's not a viable human being. Okay. That's, that's what we need to really go after. And, a couple of resources that I cling to is Live Action. Go to liveaction.org, uh, check out their website, and also Save the Storks, savethestorks.com. Find out more about those organizations. Those are two I support. And again, we as pro-lifers you know, need to put our money where our mouths are, and that is you know, uh, give financial resources to these particular organizations who are doing tireless work on behalf of the pro-life cause and educating young ladies who feel they have no other choice. And we need to let them know they do. And we hear the ads on this radio station and other radio stations all the time for pro-life across America, the billboard people. Okay, Organizations like that who are willing to support these young ladies and help them not only through the pregnancy but in the aftermath. Okay, Because if a young lady decides, well, I can't care for this child myself, but I'm willing to give birth and then give the child up for adoption, okay, that's still a very hard, heart-wrenching, gut-wrenching, emotional decision because they developed a bond with that child, carrying it to term. And there needs to be support in the aftermath of that. So these are just a couple of great organizations uh, that I tout and uh, have supported financially in the past. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions on today's show content. Brad Carlson, one final segment coming up this hour. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Want to know why the market closed where it did today? Catch Josh Arnold's Closing Market Report every weekday afternoon at 353 on AM 1280, The Patriot. Josh will give you instant analysis and insight on the day's events that impacted the market. It's straight talk and not sugar-coated advice. Listen each day at 3.53 p.m. to the Closing Market Report with Josh Arnold, investment consultant and registered investment advisor. More intelligent talk from AM 1280, The Patriot. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is having its 89th anniversary this January. And to celebrate, they want to give you the gift of comfort. That is the traditional 89th anniversary gift, isn't it? Here's the deal. Buy a new high-efficiency furnace and AC or boiler this January, and you can save up to $1,900. Then you and your family can enjoy years of comfort all year round. It's what Standard Heating has been known for ever since they opened for business 89 years ago. And while technology and homes have changed, Standard's dedication to top-notch service hasn't. 
Just ask one of their nearly half a million satisfied customers right here in Minnesota. So give your family the gift of long-lasting comfort no matter the season. Learn more about saving $1,900 on your new furnace and AC or boiler and all their other 89th anniversary deals today at standardheating.com slash patriot. That's standardheating.com slash patriot. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Comfort you deserve. We can all agree that a good education benefits students, their family, and society as a whole. Education shapes your child into the person they will become. Join your local hosts, Rebecca Hagstrom and Mark Durkin, as they explore how to get the best education for your child while ensuring that the values you're teaching at home are being respected. From cursive to curriculum and everything in between, school is now in session. Education Nation, Saturdays at 6 p.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Grab a cup of coffee and help Gallagher's Army at Lucky Station. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. You know Gallagher's Army provides financial assistance to the families of fallen officers when they need it most, as soon as a tragedy occurs. When you buy a cup of coffee at any Lucky's Station convenience store, they're going to make a donation to Gallagher's Army, the Fallen Officer Fund. There's a Lucky's Station store in every corner of the metro. Find them online at luckysstations.com. That's luckys with an S, stations with an S, dot com. Cups for cops from Lucky's Stations. Welcome back in Plum to the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. I'm from the wrong side of the tracks. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag Narn Show, hashtag NARN Show for any comments or questions regarding today's show content. Thanks as always for tuning in. Hope you are staying warm and uh, hope you are getting adequately prepared. Apparently it's going to get colder and we're going to get a lot of snow overnight, so I'm already setting my alarm to like 4 a.m. tomorrow, uh, <laughs> so I can uh, get up and uh, and plow my uh, driveway. And uh, oof, boy, yeah, not not looking forward to that. I'm just hoping that when the show ends at three, that the snow doesn't start. It takes about 45 minutes to get home, and then uh, I could be home and uh, be locked, cooped up for the rest of the night. Uh, a couple of programming notes, by the way, folks. So uh, you've probably heard it being promoted. On the station, we have our annual Holes for Heroes broadcast right out in the ice on Medicine Lake in Plymouth. Uh, This is always a fun broadcast and one of the annual traditions of the Northern Alliance Radio Network that I look forward to. I mean, we've got a lot of great traditions here on the NAR and obviously the Holes for Heroes broadcast, uh, the Minnesota State Fair, which takes place, of course, late August into early September. Uh, Those are some of our favorites here on the NAR, and Mitch Berg and I will be back out on Medicine Lake next weekend. If you had not heard about this particular event before, it's a fantastic event, which is a it's an ice fishing tournament, and the proceeds go to direct or immediate family members of those serving in active duty military. And by the way, those who are also uh, immediate family members of active duty military, I believe they can fish in this tournament for free. That's how it's been in the past. I don't believe they've changed that, but go to fishing forlife.org that's fishingforlife.org they're the fantastic organization that puts on this tournament every year and find out more information and again uh, Mitch and I will be on the air from 1 to 3 p.m. on Saturday this coming Saturday February 2nd for the Holes for Heroes ice fishing tournament it's always a fun time we always hear from myriad fascinating guests Uh, sometimes it has to do with fishing sometimes it doesn't and that's what's great about it is so many different people from so many walks of life come together on behalf of our active duty military, because uh, let's be honest, these are people who are putting a tremendous amount on the line, serving our country and protecting our freedoms. But guess what? We can't forget about the family members that are behind and without them for months at a time. And then, of course, when their loved ones come back from serving in the military, there's all always the reintegration back into society, which can be challenging for some. And so we want to give as much support as we possibly can to these family members. And uh, we'll inevitably be talking to some of those folks, talking to some of the sponsors of the event. Uh, Tom Goodrich, who's the founder of Fishing for Life, uh, he's always generous with his time, comes on the air. So it's going to be a fun time. So this is, again, coming up this Saturday, February 2nd. And then Mitch will be filling in for me next Sunday, uh, February 3rd. Uh, his mantra is if the Chicago Bear, once the Chicago Bears are eliminated from contention of going to the Super Bowl, Mitch is no longer interested in football. So uh, as such, he's always willing to fill in for me in Super Bowl Sunday. Now, I've had this show since 2011, 
and the Bears have never been to the playoffs, so it was never an issue. I was always able to settle it up with Mitch by about November. It's like, hey, Mitch, you can fill in, fill in for me on Super Bowl Sunday, right? Well, this year, the Bears actually got into the postseason, and there was speculation the Bears could make a Super Bowl run. Now, unfortunately for them, they lost their first playoff game, so I had to kind of wait until about mid-January before I could ask Mitch to fill in for me. Super Bowl Sunday, but he has agreed to do so. So for those of you who listen to Mitch regularly on Saturdays, uh, he and I will be broadcasting in his regular time slot, and then he'll be also in for me next Sunday. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. I always enjoy listening to Mitch's show whenever he broadcasts, but uh, filling in for me, I'll definitely will give it a listen, and I hope you will too. And, hey, feel free to come on out uh, uh, to the ice and uh, say hello and uh, sign up for the ice fishing tournament if you like. And if not, you could certainly walk out there. Um, Obviously, you have to pay to fish if you aren't uh, related to a uh, a military member uh, directly. But uh, uh, this is a uh, this is going to be a fantastic time as it always is. And you know what's funny? A uh, couple weeks ago, we were having temperatures regularly in the mid uh, mid to upper thirties. And I'm thinking, oh boy, I hope the ice is going to be nice and solid. Well, after the week we've had and the week coming up. I don't think that's going to be an issue. I think we're going to be good. Now, I don't drive out there, okay? I park a car in the nearby parking lot, and you have a shuttle that takes us out to our uh, our broadcast center. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to be driving out on the ice. I did that one time, and it was fine. But if I can get a ride out there, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah better safe than sorry. Um, I'll, uh, I'll hitch a ride out there and it'll take me right to our broadcast center. So it is a, uh, it is definitely a full service operation, no doubt about it. And again, this is sponsored by Snelling Heating, uh, Phil Krinke's organization in St. Paul. And Phil will probably join us on the broadcast as well. So we always appreciate Snelling Heating for coming through and sponsoring this uh, fantastic broadcast because well, we just love being out there and being out there amongst the listeners, the folks, and uh, this fantastic uh, ice fishing tournament. Again, it takes place this Saturday, February 2nd, Medicine Lake in Plymouth. The tournament takes place from 1 to 4. Mitch and I will be broadcasting from 1 to 3, and we definitely look forward to seeing you there. All right, folks, hour number one in the books, hour number two coming up in mere moments right here, AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back in a few. Turn all of the lights on over every boy and every girl. Closing time. One last call for alcohol, so finish your whiskey or beer. Closing time, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. What do basketball, choir, drama club, and marching band all have in common? They're all high school activities that offer learning opportunities not necessarily found in the classroom. They take up just a fraction of a typical Minnesota high school's budget, and they go a long way to giving young people the tools they need to thrive. High school activities, they're more than extracurricular. They're extra important, too. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Message and data rates may apply. Earning your degree from one of the top business schools in the country might sound impossible to fit into your workload. But what if there were a business degree that furthered your career and gave you access to world-renowned faculty, leaders, and mentors, all on your schedule? One that opened doors to some of the most influential CEOs, tech companies, law firms, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders. And what if you could earn that degree in as little as 16 months, 100% online? To find out more, text GRANT. To 79645. That's G R A N T to 79645. Start your online MBA, information management, or business analytics master's program from the W.P. Carey School of Business at Arizona State University today. Learn more about the W.P. Carey Business Graduate Programs online. Text GRANT to 79645. That's G R A N T to 79645. Pro-Life Across America is celebrating its 30th year of saving babies. That's right. 
Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. We began three decades ago, and thanks to our supporters, we now have billboards, radio ads, and Internet ads across the country. So what have we learned in these 30 years? No woman wants an abortion. Most feel panic, pressure, and alone. Our hotline receives an average of 200 to 250 calls a month. We connect callers with free, confidential, and life-affirming assistance. Please help continue this legacy of support or post-abortion assistance. Visit us at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Or to donate today, simply press pound 250 on your cell phone and say the key words, pro-life, pro-life across America, non-political and totally educational. Pro-life across It's long, over a thousand chapters, over 30,000 verses. No wonder so many of us have never read it cover to cover. Want to do it? Want to read the entire Bible? Start today at BibleStudyTools.com. BibleStudyTools.com includes Bible in a Year, an interactive plan for reading, learning, and understanding the Bible. Deepen your faith and impact your walk with God one day at a time. Bible in a Year, just one of the new interactive Bible study tools at BibleStudyTools.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.